Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this, I beseech you there for brethren by the mercies of God to present your body a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service, your act of worship. One of, one of the gospel accounts says it's your reasonable act of worship. I think it's the... Um, I think, I don't know what it is. It's not the Amplify. We tried it last week. But it's one of those translations, but we don't need to worry about it right now. But it's a reasonable act of worship. What's that mean? It's my responsibility to worship God, give God praise and thanks. Write this down. It's not a feeling, it's a choice. Does that make sense? You can't wait till you feel it, you won't do it. You got to choose to worship God. Amen? Because sometimes life isn't easy. And when life gets hard, you know what the first thing is? Why I got to go through this? See, here's the problem with worship a lot of times is this. We start focusing on what's not in our life. You know, like kids, you know, it's kidding. Now, you ever go take a kid somewhere? You know, like you get up on Saturday, maybe you got the grandkids or you got the kids or your kids or somebody's kid. And you're like, you're like this is cute. We're going to spend the Saturday with the kid, right? Kid, what's first the kids at? Can we get ice cream? You go get ice cream. You're like, yeah, let's go to ice cream. Can we go to the park? Go to the park. After the park, can we go to this? Can we go to Toys R Us? You go to Toys R Us. We buying stuff. Da-da-da. Next thing you know, man, they ain't even stuck on the last thing. They're on to the next thing, and then they're mad we didn't do five other things. They're like, hey, can you just be grateful for what's going on for the moment? And you know what I'm talking about. That's not mean, but what are the kids doing? Why didn't you give me that? Give me that. Give me that. I'm like, hey, 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 slow down. Can we be enjoying the moment? They're complaining in Disneyland about not going over here while you're in the middle of Disneyland. I'm not, you, it's human nature, it's not just children, it's human nature for all of us to get our focus a little messed up on what's not happening and then complain about it and say, well, God, what are you doing? But how many know he's the God that came through on 90 other things, he's getting ready to come through on the other stuff, stop looking at what's not manifested in your life right now, come on, and start looking at everything, well, my body feels weird, well, you should have been dead, so be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Is it not true? Like, things, you get one promise, and then we forget about the 19 other promises God did. He just got you one thing, and now you're out, and you want a new thing. I understand. It's coming. But you don't praise God based upon how you feel. You don't praise God based upon how it looks. You don't praise God based upon situations and circumstances. You don't praise God, well, I feel the Holy Ghost. No, you praise God because the Bible says he commanded the praise to come out of you. You don't, come, you don't praise God because, oh, I feel everything's going good. If your praise was based on everything going good, you'd be praising God every once in a while. God didn't say praise me based upon what's going on. Praise me because I'm still God. You know, I love Job. You got to love Job. You got to think Job's a different kind of guy. But Job, guess what? The Bible said, man, everybody came against Job. Job lost everything. It was a complete mess, man. It's a problem. And Job's wife chimed in one day and said, why don't you just curse God and quit? Man, how many of you know sometimes that's not a bad idea, you know, when things are against you? But Job had enough sense. You know what he said there? He said, you're, he basically, there's a scripture where he basically said, you're messed up, but I'm not listening to you. Yeah, it's true. He said, basically, yeah, you're messed up, but I'm not listening to you. You know what Job did? He prayed for his enemies that were there. Amen? Listen to me. You want to know what? And adver- every time a promotion's on the way from God, the devil sends an adversary. Yeah, that's the truth, right? You know what's funny? Job's friends were the adversary trying to talk him out of the blessing. You need, to, listen to me, you're, you're, this is a good angle. This, I, they didn't get this at 9 o'clock, so you 1030 people must be special. Listen, 
You know what? Every time there's a promise or a promotion, there's an adversary sent on assignment. How many you know, thank God Job prayed for his enemies because his enemies gave him the promotion. It wasn't it. Think of this. Job prayed for his enemies who were his friends. Did you realize that? Intercession brought him success, but these were the people that were deterring him from destiny. Maybe you got an enemy in your life just to pray for him to get you a promotion. You missed a great place to shout. Maybe you got an en- Just hear me now. You better get that. Maybe the enemy showed up in your life just for you to pray for him to get a promotion. They, well, that's what he did. He said, who in the world are these nitwits? They said, curse God and die, Job. He said, no, nah, I'm going to pray for you. He, bre- he blessed those people and prayed for those people that were trying to deter him from what God told him to do. Maybe my enemy is a promotion in disguise. Come on, somebody. Maybe God sent a, maybe God sent a promotion on assignment, but the enemy sent well, a problem on assignment. But when I can recognize the problem and put some praise on it, I might just be sitting in the middle of my promotion. Come on, somebody. And they say, what did Job do? He blessed them. Woo, come on, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that despitefully use you. Come on, man, be a blessing, amen? Be, the, be what God calls you to be, amen? That ain't easy, though. You got to put a praise on your problem. This ain't for the weak at heart, because most people say, well, I don't want to praise God. Nothing's going good. My life stinks. I got to praise God for it. Well, guess what? It's a test. Things in life are a test, and if you don't pass the test, guess what you got to do? Take it over. Well, I tell you, the older I'm getting, the smarter I'm getting. I'm quick to shut up. I don't open my mouth. I said, let me, let me, let me look at this. You know, like, you know, like you get older, you get smart. I look at it from this way. I said, I ain't making a decision yet. Then I look at it from this way. I ain't making, I ain't saying nothing yet. Some of you, first time you see it, ah, now what? No, 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 I don't want to stay in this now what place. I look at it from this side. I look at it from this side. I look at it from this side. Wow, you got to analyze this thing. It's like, wait a minute now. Well, well this is a problem. Maybe, the, maybe this problem saved your life. Well, it's an inconvenience. I figured out most of life is an inconvenience. Write this down. One of the key rules to life is be flexible. Be flexible. Flexible people make it. Unflexible people got more problems. They complain more than anybody. Now what? No, be flexible. Learn flexibility. Learn this stuff. Amen? Come on, you know what I'm saying by that? Ah, the devil, you ain't got, you wear that joker out. If you could stay in the game, you wear him out. How you do that, pastor? You put praise on him. He don't like no praise. He don't like no praise. He don't want to be around no praiser. The Bible said that even when an evil spirit would come upon King Saul, David would start playing the harp and sing praise, and that spirit would lift. You can get any atmosphere to change. So I don't like the atmosphere of my house. Change it with your praise. I got these crazy kids. They want to come home and act nuts. You start putting some praise on and lift your hand in the sanctuary or your living room, they'll change. They'll leave the house. I don't care. Stay in worship God or leave. You say, Pastor, you do that? Yeah, I'll do it. Why wouldn't I? You're not going to mess up my sanity and my peace because you want to be crazy. Why in the world would you put up with that? We'll say, no, 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 no. Tell them what to do. I'm not trying to be rude, but you know what I'm saying? If you need to set an atmosphere in your house, set it. People come in. You know, you can feel the presence of God. You can. People come in here, something something feels good about this. Well, set an atmosphere like that. Some of you need to start setting an atmosphere like that at work. Well, I'm in a little cubicle. Make your cubicle the most anointed cubicle they got. How you do that? Put a praise on there. 
Lift your hands in there. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Walk in an office. You know, you can walk in an atmosphere. I can walk in a building. You want to know what's crazy? I've been in a building and been in meetings when a man of God walks in. I had my eyes closed. Open my eyes and said, he's here. How you know? You could feel him in the spirit. There's weight on him. Shifts the whole room. How does a guy do that? He carries something with God on him. And when you get close to God, you start feeling it like, hey, that's that stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look what I'm saying, right? Put that on you. People at work, though, I don't even know. See, favor, now you got to get this, right? Write this down. Praise and worship and thanksgiving attracts favor to your life. Did you get that? People start doing stuff for you, and they don't even know why they're doing it. It's because you're a gracious individual in giving God praise. You'll start praising God in the morning, and people start doing stuff for you in the afternoon. Go, I don't know why I like you, but there's something about you that's different. Say, man, I'm going to keep my praise on it. Keep your, see what I'm saying? Keep worshiping God. Because the Bible said this. He said, he gives grace unto the humble. See, I told him, see, if you don't do this, you're doing this. See what I'm saying? And basically what you're doing by not praising God, you're telling God, I got this. You're saying to God, I got, I got my situation handled. I can handle it. No, no, no. Remember Moses, Aaron, and her? The battle was won as long as Moses' hands were in the air. Aaron and her said, when the hands start going down, they said, go over there quick, grab his hand. Once the hands went up, what happened? The enemy fell. When the hands went down, guess what happened? The enemy started winning. How many of you know that's symbolic of the place of worship and surrender, amen? As long as you're going to do this, you got to figure it out. But as long as I do this, God's got to work it out. Come on, somebody. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm going to keep my praise on. I'm going to be thanking the Lord and believing God that what he said he can do, he can do. Amen? That who he said he is, he is. Amen? You say, well, I, ain't got, I can't find no place to praise God. You can find a place to praise God if you're looking. Amen? That's the thing. Our mind starts getting in the way. Well, you know, no, 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 no. James said this. He said, he said it like this. He said, let the grace kick in. See, here's the thing. You, when you start worshiping and praising God, you, in, you attract the grace of God. And that's the ability of God. Remember I told you last week we were saying something about this. The yada praise is the praise that just swings the door of the soul or basically this. The door of grace is hinged on the soul of the praiser. What's that mean? There's a door of grace, and it hinges on your soul. How in the world does that happen? Well, your soul determines whether you're going to worship the Lord or not. You see it? You understand what I'm saying by that? So you come in and go, well, I ain't going to praise God. You just close the door on that grace. But what happens when you open the door of grace with your worship? Praise the Lord. Now you're allowing grace. What's grace? Remember the apostle Paul? Come on, remember Peter? Remember all these guys, James, John, everybody, all of like, what, what, what's the grace? It's God's ability in me allowing me to do what I couldn't do by myself. How are you going to overcome the lions then, Daniel? The grace is there. How are you going to overcome the Red Sea, Moses? Easy, the grace is there. How in the world, Jesus, you're going to do what you're supposed to do without the grace of God? It's the ability of God in his life, amen? It's the ability of God in your life. How in the world, some of you should have never made it. You should have quit by now. How in the world did you make it through them dark seasons? How did you make it through that brokenness? How did you make it through that pain? How did you make it when it felt like your heart got ripped out of your chest and somebody was stomping on the thing? Come on, be real and act, act, act right. Understand what I'm saying here. How in the world did you keep your mind when somebody else would have lost their mind? I didn't understand a lot of stuff. I couldn't figure it out. I just praise God anyway, amen? I just praise the Lord. I don't know why he's doing I don't know, but I praise the Lord. Amen? You praise God. Amen? What you praise God for? He's still good. I don't understand it, but he's good. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Lord. 
They, you start attracting favor when you thank God. Oh, come on, somebody. You start attracting, you start thank God, thank you, God. Ooh, you start attracting favor. Amen. The door of favor is hinged on the soul. That means if you don't want to praise him, when the praise goes up, the enemies fall down. See, I told you, man, I told you this messed me up a couple months ago. The Lord spoke to me. He said, look, he said, I gave you the word of God for the enemies you understand. I said, what do you mean? He said, I gave you the word of God for the things you know about and enemies you could see. You could speak to that. He said, but I gave you praise for the stuff you can't see. I said, man, that's good. I don't know what's going on. Praise the Lord. I got praise for what I don't understand that's going on in my life. Praise God anyway. Oh, you get so dry. You ever been in a night season? You know what a night season is? So quiet, heaven don't even respond. Feel like God shut down. Holy Ghost don't come on you. I think it's a test from heaven. I really do. I really do. I think there's so many. I think there's tests in life. I, t- I think there's tests in life that sometimes God doesn't hide. He just moves. And I'm telling you why. I, I think there's a generation of people just stop seeking him because I don't know what happened. Like, he ain't playing hide and seek. He ain't playing hide and seek not to be found. He's playing hide and seek to get you to go up. And I think sometimes what God does is he kind of, he doesn't remove his presence, but his presence just kind of goes up. And now you got to seek him. And you got to go after him. And you, you just messed up in where you're at. You can't even stay where you're at. You don't even feel comfortable in your own skin. You're just in your skin like something ain't right. I don't know what it is. And you got to figure it out. And you got to navigate through life. That's where most people quit. I don't feel it. You ain't got to feel it. You got to find it. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I know what's going on. I said, God, you're bringing me up to another level. How many of you know you got to go up to another level? You got to go up, go, go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. And you got to be able in that night season, that quiet season, that season where it don't look like heaven's responding. Elijah had it in the cave. He see, he felt the manifested presence of God. You, know, you got to understand something about Elijah now, right? He was in there. He said, I'm at the brook, and this is cool. Everything was moving. Everything was happening. Ravens were coming by day. God was there. He understood. He followed the plan. He got all there. And all of a sudden, he got quiet. He was scared and got quiet. He loved, he, Jesus did it. In the silence, I'm, I told you this when we were there. Silence is the greatest pain you'll ever feel. I really believe that. I really do. Because pain at least gives me something tangible to point my attention to. When there is no pain, Silence. Silence is the only thing that made God. Ever, silence is the only thing that ever made Jesus cry out for presence, not pain. Silence is the only thing that ever made Jesus cry out, not the pain. It was in the silence. Where are you, my Father, my God, my God? Why have you forsaken me? It was in the silence. I told you this. Remember, I didn't understand where. I didn't understand. Jesus said everybody betrayed him. Couldn't figure out where John the Beloved did. He did it in the silence. Because he went to the high priest's chamber and said nothing. You could have said something, but you said nothing. See, that's when it's painful. It feels like everything. In the silence. In the quiet. I don't, I, it's almost like, I'm going to tell you something. This is really wild, but if, this is psychological. That's why people create pain in their life. Because they can't handle the silence. That's why they gravitate to crazy. Because they can't handle silence. Because silence is more painful than the pain it is that they feel when they basically do things that they should not do. 
It's crazy. It's a world, it's a, it's, a, it's a mind trap because as long as I feel, that's why people stay in addiction decades longer than they should because I need to feel something because I can't handle silence. And the only way to stop it in my head is to make noise because there's so much noise in my head I can't even silence it. We teach you how to do all this stuff. I don't want to get into that tangent, but just it's a great tangent. It's good. You're going to be okay though because this stuff will slow you down. Praise will take your attention and praise will take your focus and it takes it off the problem and puts it on the promise keeper. Takes it off. So your attention's got to go somewhere. Otherwise, your attention's going to be where it shouldn't be. So you got to praise the Lord. Otherwise, you do this. Oh, what's going on? Praise God. See it? So in the silent season, what do I do? I think it's almost the test of faithfulness, but not of God. It's a, taste, it's a test of faithfulness to you. Can you still abide with me when you can't feel me? Can you still abide in me when you don't see me moving? Can you still abide in me? I think it's, I think it's the prerequisite of, of, of a promise coming to pass. Can you still believe I'm moving you when you can't see me? And can you still find a place of praise when nothing seems like it's out? It's that quiet season. So Elijah, remember Elijah? He got stuck in that cave. And he's like, why are you running from Jezebel? What in the world are you doing? And he, he left. He left. You know what he did? He left. How in the world do you call fire down from heaven? Now all of a sudden you run away from his nut. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? How in the world do you do this? A guy calls fire down from heaven. It lit, it, they poured water on the altar. Y'all know the story. It licked up the water. The water got sucked up. And the fire that came down in the call. Now all of a sudden he's running away from Jezebel. What a wrong happened to you, bro? It got quiet inside. Because outside everything was blowing up. God even told him in the stillness when he found them. He said, look, he said, I'm going to still small voice. He said, I'm not in the fire. I'm not in all this stuff. I'm not in the outward stuff. He said, I'm in the inward stuff. But when it gets so quiet on the inside, sometimes you can't hear. And when you can't hear, you know what you do? You usually make mistakes. Can I pr- you got to praise him anyway. That's usually when you get mad. That's usually when most people quit. Well, I don't feel nothing no more. Church don't feel like. That's why you keep coming anyway. I got these young guys. They all show up, guys and girls, the new people. All you new people, I'll show you how you make it. You want to know how you make it? Show up every Sunday. Oh, you just want to fill the seat. No, I'm trying to save your life. God's on the street saying, well, I come when I want to come. That's why you ain't winning in life. You can't win in life. That ain't being mean. So they all come and be happy. Are you happy? I didn't come here to make you happy. I come here to keep you saved. Because you need to know this. Man, I'm so, I'm so lonely inside, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah, welcome to the club. I had so many seasons, I riding on the mountaintop. Woo, this is great. Woo, like a roller coaster. Woo, woo, woo. Then all the feelings are gone. Boo. I don't even feel God. I don't feel his presence. Yeah, welcome to this club. Called Walk by Faith and Not by Sight Club. I haven't gotten a prayer answered in six months. Wait till you got to wait six years. Oh, this is great, Pastor Chris. You're really, this is why church has to become, an, this is why church has become Disneyland. We try to entertain you every week to keep you coming. That is nonsense. You know why you come? To survive. Because I'll bring sanity to your life. Because you're going to go through all these gamuts of emotions. You're going to feel like God left the earth and left you in it by yourself. And you got to be able to look to heaven and go, I don't care what I feel. And your promises, you've been waiting. Oh, it's easy to believe. Woo. Pastor Chris said we're going to have promises. Woo. We're going to get money. Woo. Woo. 
He said, you're going to get, I've been waiting to get married. Woo! He's on his way. Woo! Woo! She's on her way. Woo! Ten years later. Woo! What the heck's going on? Oh, you gonna get that problem. Oh, we gotta have a baby. Oh, I'm almost 40, man. Where'd this kid at? Oh, God didn't forget. This is, sounds funny. It's God's honest true. I think God looks back from heaven and says, What you gonna do now? I'll praise you anyway, God. How you like that? Oh, I don't think this is gonna move me. It ain't gonna stop me. See, God ain't trying to keep nothing from you. It's the devil. He brings delay. God don't bring no delay. But I'm going to show you something here. You ready for this? This is the best revelation I got in this series for this week. It's easy. It's like one point, but you got to get it. You got to catch it. It's wait. When you pray, angels move. Find it all through the Bible. All through the Bible. Daniel prayed, angels moved. Remember? Jacob seen it, right? Had a dream, seen angels going heaven, up and down, heaven and earth. Seen the ladder. I'm having heard. He said, oh, I'm getting it. There are angels going up and down, bringing things in earth. Watch this. You pray, Jesus sitting on the cross. This was the nail clencher for me. Jesus hanging on the cross. He said, don't you think I could pray right now? And legions of angels will come and get me out of this. So Jesus even talked about prayer. He said, when I pray, angels move. Watch this. But guess this part. When you praise God, God moves. There's no delay nor denial. Listen, delay comes. Angels can be hindered. Daniel, 21 days, right? We understand we're in a different. Angels could be waylaid. God, when he gets worshiped, he said, I'll show up in the midst. So when I got praise, God shows up on my behalf. Come on, somebody. Paul and Silas prayed. And the shaking of the cell started happening. How'd that happen? They got God's attention, Amen. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving gets God's attention. Come on. I'm going to say it like this. God said pray. I'm not telling you not to pray, but don't you see in the Bible, prayer with thanksgiving, make your request made known unto God. How about you start putting prayer and praise together? How about you start putting prayer and praise together? Thank you is an element of worship, right? Thank you. I believed I received when I prayed. Thank you. Thank you. With thanksgiving. With the, rooted and grounded in love. Let your requests be made known unto God. With thanksgiving. Let, how about praise and thanksgiving? When's the last time you prayed and thanked God? Come on, start thanking him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You start praying and thanking, praying and thanking. I got this thing surrounded. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to thank God, and then I'm going to praise him. I'm going to put some praise on it, and then get God to move in my behalf. Guess what's going to start happening in my life? Man, I'm going to start speeding up this process. Thank you, Lord. So when God looks down from heaven, all he's going to get out of me is thank you, Lord, praise I ain't going to grumble and complain. You'll fall dead outside the promised land, grumbling, mumbling, and complaining. I ain't going to be like the children of Israel. That's what the Bible said. Well, I'm complaining. Nothing ever works good for me. Nothing ever will. You got to hush your mouth. Amen. You got to say nothing if you're going to complain. Don't say nothing bad. Don't say nothing negative. And get away. You ever been around complaining people? Oh, my God. Are they not annoying? Aren't they something? We went on a mission trip. Oh, my God. That's why I ain't going on a mission trip with none of you people. So I pray uh, some of you I'll go with. Some of you I ain't. Because there's one of you in the bunch. Guarantee you. Well, it's hot. It's India. It's 108 degrees. What do you think it was going to be? Cool here? I'm going to go on a mission trip. Lighten up. You guys got to lighten up today. I'm going to go on a mission trip. You chill out. 
But have you ever gone on a trip with somebody? You don't know, no, you don't know nobody Do you got to like spend overnight trips with people. You know what I'm saying? Got off the plane. It's 100 degrees. What, it's India in the summer. What you think it was going to be? Colorado? It's very hot here. It's 108, bro. I put my clothes out on the roof. They washed them. I came back in an hour. The thing was like a board. I'm not kidding you, man. It looked like a stiff board. I took it off the line. It was bent over. It was like a shirt. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. It's that hot. It seems like the sun is hotter. It's so high here. Whew, it's so hot. I said it brought a fan. I was like, I'm going to hit you in the head, a fan. It's India. <laughs> you ain't listening to me. You ain't listening to me. Wanna play, you know what I mean? What are we going to eat? Taco Bell. What you think you're going to eat? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to like the food. Oh, my God. Did you plan before you went on this trip? Complain about everything. Be happy we got food. All right, let's get on the new stuff. Don't look at me like that, tone of voice. I know y'all got a relative like that. They just came over this week. They're coming back in a couple weeks, so get ready. What time we in? Here we go. Uncle Joe going to cuss before, before noon. This joker cussing like a sailor. Mad about this and mad about that. You couldn't even take it, some of you. Some of you wanted to leave the first hour you got there. Tell the truth, right? Tell the truth. You didn't even want to go. And it's, their, it's always your wife's side of the family because they all crazy anyway, right? You know, right? Ain't that true? Don't, you don't got to say it. I know it, but just smile and look forward because you're going to get in trouble if you say something about it. You know, it's true, ain't it? Right? Here we go. Complaining about everything. They can't complain. Uh, they go shopping the day after Thanksgiving. Where's all the traffic? Are you really serious, bro? You got to be smoking crack, man. Everybody in the mother's out here. Come on. Complaining. Complaining about work. Complaining about life. Complaining it's too hot. Complaining it's too cold. We are chronic complainers. You could, so some of you sitting next to a complainer right now. They complain about everything. Okay? Let me ask you a question. You, know, you want to know how you stay? Look, look at all my, all my, let me just say the one I say it. I'll let it out. You sort it out. We'll figure it out later, okay? All my people that want to stay high the rest of your life, use praise. You think I'm kidding? That ain't, that ain't a slanderous way. You need to stay medicated to life. You know how many people are doing hurtful stuff in life on a daily basis, hurting your feelings, hurting your stuff, feeling what you're feeling? The Bible says this. A merry heart does good like medicine. Hello? Praise and worship and thanksgiving is like medicine. Have you ever taken medicine? Hello? Some of you need to get medicated. If you Listen to me. Medicated with praise. David figured it out. He said, I prayed three times a day, but I gave God praise seven times a day. Why? Because I need to stay medicated through the problems of life with praise. What do you mean? I need to stay numb when Saul's trying to kill me. I got to stay numb when problems are arising against me. He said, you know, they were in the cave They were in the cave of Adelum with a bunch of those. Do you know that's the story? They were all misfits. They were broke, convicts, shot out, messed up. Problem, basically the exiled. They sat in the cave with David and his mighty men. They're a bunch of misfit messes. And they sat there and had a battle against the great army. And you know what they did? They praised the Lord. And every one of them came out of debt, came out of bondage, came out of problems, came out of pain, came out of everything. They put praise on it. If you put praise on it, you change your life. Yeah. Come on, guys. Think of this. We've been in this series for a month. If this month hasn't changed your mouth, you ain't paying attention. I change the way I look at things. Yeah, there's going to be some stuff. But praise will medicate me to the stuff. What's that mean, medicate me? Make me numb. 
He ain't going to hurt my feelings. Listen to me. Some of you have been hurt by someone. You need to be medicated to the offense with praise. You better get that change of life. Because you can't overcome it by yourself and open the door to grace. Where you've been offended in life, you've got to put some praise on it. Come on, somebody. You will. I'm telling you, you want to know why? Because I'm so hurt, I don't know if I can make it. But if I medicate myself, I'll be able to overcome it. How do I do that? Put some praise on it. Praise the Lord. Amen? Because remember, we were in everything with Jehoshaphat. Remember Jehoshaphat? That was the whole thing. We looked at that in 2 Chronicles 20. 2 Chronicles 20, verse uh, 20, right? Wasn't that right? 2 Chronicles 20, verse 2 or something like that. I don't know. Where was I? They know where I was. I was there this morning, right? Wasn't that it? 2 Chronicles 20. I had a first chronicle. I messed them up the first time I said it was first chronicle. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 2. Look at this. Remember Jehoshaphat? It's 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. 2 Chronicles 20, chapter 20, verse 1. And it came to pass after that, the children of Moab, the children of Ammon. Yeah, that, right there. You want to go to verse 1? Go to verse 1. That was my bad. I'm sorry. Look, you got to understand this. Jehoshaphat got a problem. Everybody say, Jehoshaphat's got a problem. He was a king. And then, look what it says there. And it came to pass after this, the children of Moab, Ammon, the Amorites, they came against the battle against Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat's in the Bible said, great, now what? He got problems. How many know this ain't good? There's an army arrayed against him. They're coming at him. Look at verse 2. Y'all know the story. If you don't, I'll just paraphrase it because we don't got time for that. There came some that told Joseph saying, hey, there comes a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea of Syria. They're they coming from everywhere. Joseph freaked out. Look what he says here. He got afraid. You got armies coming against you. Joseph set himself to seek the Lord. How many know when problems show up, stop running away from it. Run to God. In your time of need, ask God for help. Are you going to do this or are you going to be this? See, some of you like this. I can carry it, Lord. Come on. Do like this. Everybody do this. Do this. Don't do this. Do this. See it? I ain't doing this no more. I'm done. Hey, Lord. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands in the air. How in the world can you handle this stuff? You can't. And Judah gathered themselves together. Judah was the praisers. To ask help of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And the Lord gave them direction. He said, keep going. He said, he told them to go down there and pray and praise the Lord. Now watch this. I'm going to hop, skip, and jump a little bit. And Jehoshaphat stood. Look at verse 5. He declared a fast. Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah, Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new court. All right? He prepared to fast. And he said, O God of the fathers of God in heaven that rules over the kingdoms and the heathen. And, I, and he said, I can't stand. Art thou not our God? Look at verse 7. Aren't you my God? You drove out the inhabitants of the land before the people of Israel and gave it to us, Abraham, thy friend forever. He starts talking big talk. Ain't we covenant people? Ain't you the God of Abraham? See, that's the problem. When pressure comes, stop complaining and stop, start telling God who he is. Ain't you the God that's a healer? Uh, listen to me, right? Say, well, you know what? I got to go through some stuff. Everybody got to go through some stuff. If you don't go through some stuff, you ain't never going to be considered faithful. See, here's the key. Let me show you something about this. You got to believe God. You got to believe God, even when it don't look like it's working. There's an invisible power to praise in the middle of problems. That's like God's honest truth, but it's a test. Can you praise me? I don't know why. You get to heaven, you can ask a million questions. Right now, I just got to make it. Look what he said here. He said, ain't you Abraham's friend? Say, praise be to God, I am. Right? Look, let's go to verse 20 just so you can see this. 
right? Oh, you want to see? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll show you this. Um, go to verse 15. You need to see this. Sorry, Miss Ramona. Mama Ramona's helping me out today. I've been all over the place. Look at this. You need to get this. I want to see this. And he said, read this. Just look at it. Everybody look at this board. It's up on the board. Just write it down. All you note takers, write it down. Look. And he said, hearken ye all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And now King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord God unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this crime, for the battle's not yours. woo It's God. See that? He said, look, he said, don't get, don't get nervous, don't get afraid, don't get dismayed. Battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. It's the Lord's battle. Don't do this. Do this. Ain't my battle, it's the Lord's battle. Look at what he said here, right? Now watch, we can read a little bit. Read 16, it gets a little wild, but I, I, I can pull you in. Tomorrow, he said, tomorrow go down against them and get to the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the brook in the wilderness. Okay. Look at 17, and you shall not need to fight. What kind of battle we going to go to we ain't going to fight? This don't make no sense. They showing up with tanks. <laughs> Put it in your head. These guys are armed. These guys are warriors, man. Now, they didn't have tanks back then, but you know what I mean? They got to fight. They're ready to fight. It'd be like modern-day war. They got tanks, rocket launchers, Uzis, and God tells you, go down the end and stand there. Are you crazy? Oh, I get it, God. We're going to go down there and die. It's going to be over quick. No, he didn't say that. He said, you shall not have to fight in this battle. Set yourself and stand still. Stand still? Knees be knocking. <laughs> can, you imagine, can, you imagine, can you imagine the army showed up? You're like, I'm okay, Lord. You don't be scared. You guys lie. Right? He said he got an army. Junior, you're the only one telling the truth. We'd be like, hey, guys, you, you, uh, you hold my arm, I hold your arm. We're going to live, bro. We'd be freaking out. He said, no. He said, no, down there. He said, here's what I want you to do. What's that? Um, you don't need to fight. Stand still and see the salvation of Oh, Judah, fear not and be not dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. Like, what, who in the world talks like this? For the Lord will be, you, you, by the way, you guys go out against them. Are you crazy? Listen to God. Did anybody get that? I would preach myself happy and go home. God didn't say, God didn't say, they're coming, get ready. God said, get up and go against them. <laughs> he said, sit and wait, wait for it to come to you. Go to it. Go to the battle. The battle, I'm trying to get away from the battle. Can we leave? Is there any flights out of here? We're going to die. God said, no, array yourself and get up and go. I'll be with you. My God in heaven, where as long as God is with me, who could be against? These scriptures making sense now. If God be for me, who could be against? You talk all this talk, but I don't know if any of you can walk it. Come on. If God be for me, who could be against me? I like David. Remember David said he encouraged himself in the Lord. He said, shall I pursue them? David, are you gone? You're one guy, and you're going to go fight an army? I'm out of my mind. Shall I pursue them? Because, God, if you tell me go, I'm going to run at them like a warrior. Come on, you see it? You're a lot bigger than you think you are. You're a lot stronger than you think you are. You're a lot tougher than you think you are. God inside of you, the creator of it. God, man, by the way, let me look at your neighbor say, the creator of the heavens and the earth lives in you. Look at your neighbor and tell him that. And he lives in you too. Look at the other person inside of you. God lives in you. My God in heaven. If God is in me, nobody can stop me. Look at 18. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Check this out. 
And Joseph bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all, he was like kissing his life goodbye, probably in his mind. Right? He's like, goodbye, God. <laughs> goodbye, kids. Bye. He's gone. Kissing his life away. That's it. It's over. And all Judah and Ammon fell before the Lord and worshiped the Lord. Now they're going to win, man. They know they paid attention. And the Levites and the children of the Kohatites and the children of the Koratites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with one voice on high. Go down there and give him a shout on high. Now watch this. Here's the people now. You can play. Here's the people now. Now check this out, Jehoshaphat. Smart. Okay? Where are we at? And they arose. So we say they all got together and shouted on high, right? Did you see that? Now, look, now he's telling you, man, man, I don't know if I believe this. Joseph had to work with the same people like you. And no, be serious. He confirmed, no, you guys are funny. It's good. I like it. You guys are the best. Like 20 of you, the other, someone, I don't know yet. And because you pay attention, the other people like, I don't know if I like him. He bothered me. He made me worship God. All right, whatever. And they rose early in the morning. Half of you wouldn't make it because you sleep in too late. And went forward. Into the wilderness of Tomoka, <laughs> Tekoa, all right? And as they went forth, Joseph said, hey, you hear me. Watch this. He said, now they dare. They know what to do. Listen to me. They know what to do. You better get this. This is a prophetic unction in a moment of time. This is why it's so powerful to listen when I tell you to do. I'm just serious. Joseph stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now watch this. It's connected to something. It's always connected to something. You believe in the Lord your God. Great. You'll be established. But he said, believe his prophets and you'll prosper. He's saying, believe what you heard. I don't care what you think right now. He got, his, he got their attention off of this battle that's too big for them. He said, don't look at what it looks like. Look at what was spoken. Don't look at what it's been saying. Don't look what the war is saying. Look what was spoken to us. Jehoshaphat's the guy that was scared and in trouble. He went seeking the Lord. And the Lord gave them direction and said, go down. See, when you seek God, he's going to give you direction. When he gives you direction, listen to it, even if it's crazy. He said, go down to the end of the battle and get ready to shout. Go down to the edge of the battle and get ready to shout. And when he had, what? And when they had consulted with the people. Come on, you see it? What? He, he said, look, everybody ready? He went like this. This is what he did. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's what Jehoshaphat, I'm Jehoshaphat right now. Y'all heard what God said? God said, go down to the battle and shout. Everybody understand what we got? We got to go down to the edge. What did God say to do? Go, he said, the battle's not ours. Hey, the battle's not yours. But the battle's the Lord's. Remember when we were talking about Zerubbabel the other week? He said, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He said, this battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. He said, he said, and when he consulted with people, he said, put the singers in there. and said, singers, get up there and sing. I don't care if you get buck wild in here because somebody need to get it. Don't, and don't 